Hi, this is Cindy Kangas, and I'm here with my friend Joy Wagner on Michigan Business Network. This is the Faces of Manufacturing. Hi, Joy. Hi, how are you? I'm very excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to be here too. We're going to be talking about women in STEM, which is amazing. And I thought that we could kind of start by going back and telling our listeners our backgrounds and what brought us to our STEM careers. And why don't you start? We both grew up in Lansing, in the Lansing area, but we kind of went on different paths. So I'll let you go ahead and start. Yeah. So yeah, I did grow up in Lansing. Thank you, Cindy, for that. So I'm Joy Wagner. I actually work in Granger Waste Services now, the HR manager. So I took big turns in my life, but I grew up going to St. Gerard's and then Waverly High School. And then I was graduate at MSU, go green. So I actually studied biochemistry. So I was big into sciences growing up. I loved it. I was very excited. I was big into physics and chemistry. I can't remember exactly how I landed with biochemistry, but I know I wanted to be in the medical field. So that was a big part for me. And I was supported with some great mentors in high school. Some of my teachers were just amazing and doing some work. I remember one of them, my physics teacher, she had taken me to the cyclotron and MSU. I thought it was the greatest thing ever. So it was so fun and exciting. So then I kind of got into, I guess, doing clinicals at Sparrow through my tenure at MSU. And at that time, I kind of decided because I wanted to be potentially a surgeon that that might not be the right fit for me. So I ended up taking a little turn. I got married and moved. And so then life happened. I did work in a lab though. Fun fact, I worked in a cheese factory as a quality (laughs) control technician. So there was some lab work there, but not nearly as exciting as our guests today. (laughs) So, but anyhow, that's kind of my story. I ended up being a software project manager for years, actually about 10 years. And my daughter came home. She's adopted from Guatemala. So I spent more time focusing on family and then ended up in HR. I love that. (laughs) I love it. We all come from somewhere. We all have great stories. (laughs) I have a great Lansing story, too. My parents actually came to Lansing in the 60s to attend the Michigan School for the Blind, which is actually very near Niowave. And we're going to be talking to them shortly. I grew up in Lansing and attended school in Lansing. And when I was in high school, Well, first of all, I'll say I was one of those kids on my report card. It always said loves to socialize. So (laughs) I was always kind of talked to by the teachers, never about science, more about like getting your mouth quiet and doing something out in the community where you could talk. (laughs) And so when I was in high school, I did this program called Future Teachers and I was matched with an elementary school and I did a lot of networking and volunteering there. And I went to school to be a preschool teacher and I did that for 15 years of my life. And then I got into the nonprofit world and I was doing a lot of work just advocating for several different nonprofits in the area. And it was a warm fuzzy going back and forth to work every day and advocating for those causes. And that brought me to the Capital Area Manufacturing Council. I think that the board is amazing and they wanted somebody that had a little bit of a nonprofit background that had been able to plan events successfully and network with people and advocate in the community successfully. So I came to the Capital Area Manufacturing Council, maybe not working in manufacturing, but I did know a lot about it because most of my family worked for General Motors locally. My dad worked for General Motors, uncles, aunts. That's kind of what happens when you live in Lansing. Most of your family works for General Motors. So I came just with that little bit of information. But since then, I've been in and out of factories. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Almost every week, I'll visit at least one or two because I love them. Like manufacturing is 
so amazing and it's so broad and it's not just assembly it's biotech and it's med tech and i have a friend who she owns her own brewery and she's like you know i'm a manufacturer and i said well yeah you are a manufacturer <laughs> yeah, it's broad sure. we're all making something for the greater good and we're doing these things right here in the lansing community which is amazing and so today we are going to talk to some very important ladies from nia wave they are representing STEM in great ways. And Joy, what do you think, just really quick, some barriers that you see as an HR director for women in STEM? I definitely think it's a challenge to find the talent and have the talent here stay in Lansing. I think that's been a real concern as an employer to be able to get those individuals, especially women, to come to and stay in the Lansing area. So I think the more we talk about it, the better chance we are, you know, get out there and encourage women to get into STEM programs and support them young and have them stay here. (laughs) All right. Well, this has been Cindy and Joy on the Michigan Business Network, Faces of Manufacturing. Stay tuned. Sinair has been advancing communities and providing opportunities for people in Michigan for more than 25 years. Through lending, investments, and the creation of homes and jobs, Sinair has made a combined $7 billion impact on the communities they serve. Learn more at www.sinair.com. This is Joy Wagner. I'm here with Faces of Manufacturing on Michigan Business Network. Today, we're going to be talking to individuals from NIOWAVE. I have the pleasure of speaking with Kaylin Berg, who's a chemical engineer for them. Welcome, Kaylin. Joy, thank you for having us all. I'm really excited to get to talk to you for a little bit. Thank you. Yeah, this is very exciting. So I'm really excited to learn more about what you do and a little bit more about NIOWAVE. What does a chemical engineer do at NioWave? <laughs> if you want to expand a little on that for us. Sure. So at NioWave, I could say that myself, along with pretty much everyone I've been in contact with at the company, wears a lot of different hats. When I first started here last August, it was three months after I graduated from oh, Calvin and Grand Rapids. Thank you. When I first started here, I actually wasn't entirely sure where my role would fit. I am now part of the Certex Y90, but before that really began, and I'll touch on that in a second, I actually worked in the quality department. So we helped build up the quality department and help get CGMP qualified and make sure that everything that we were doing and going forward as we were reaching production levels were up to par and kosher, as you can say. So I got to see a lot of paperwork in the first little bit, and then it kind of became, all right, you've got some foundation in kind of the background of everything that goes on and what we want to keep doing going forward. And so that transitioned my experiences more into a lab setting where I work in a hot cell, along with a couple of my other coworkers, as they'll touch on that later, I'm sure. And we basically produce radioisotopes. Ours specifically is Y90, and it helps treat liver cancer. Wow. Wonderful. That's super exciting. Awesome. So what interests you growing up in the sciences? Like how did you land coming to into this field? I very much enjoyed math. 
in middle school. Yeah. I was very adept to that and was in advanced classes then and then going into high school and into college as well. So I had that going for me. I enjoyed the sciences as well. And at the time, my brother was a chemical engineer at Iowa State University, and he also minored in nuclear engineering. So being around him and having a 10-year age gap between the two of us really helped serve as a mentor for me later down the line because he already had so much experience by the time I got to the point in school where he was when I was in middle school. So that was really exciting to see how much he had a passion for what he did and how much of a difference he made with his career as a chemical engineer. And having that inspiration along with my just passion for math and science in school, especially chemistry, that really drove home to pick what I did in college and become a chemical engineer. Amazing. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. With the quality aspect, can you give us a little bit of exactly what does the CGMP qualified mean? And if I use the acronym correctly, I'm familiar yeah. with the ISO 9000 standards. I did do a lot of implementing of that, but this is kind of new area for me. Mm -hmm. We work with a different ISO standard. I don't remember the numbers right off the top of my head. I know there's plenty of them out there. Yes, there is. <laughs> there's quite a bit. 13485 is what I'm being told. So <laughs> that's what we've okay. got going. Wonderful. But CGMP stands for Common Good Manufacturing Practices. Okay. And so what that implies is being in a laboratory setting and being in a production style environment means that you have to ensure certain protocols are taking place and certain measures are taken to ensure that everyone's safety health and overall experience in the workplace is comfortable and just vibes with everyone. So some of that included current stuff that I do now. I still work with quality documents. It includes updating and maintaining like equipment maintenance, PMs, things like that, updating work instructions and other quality documents that help point to the direction of good practices in general. So that's a little bit of that world without going too deep into it because yeah. it's a big thing to take on. Yeah, yeah. it's extremely important too mm -hmm. to have that. So just to wrap up a little, what inspires you in your career? Well, kind of going back to what I said before, I get to wear a lot of different hats. And I know that all the other ladies in this room would agree that being at Niwave specifically has been a huge blessing, especially because this is my first job, especially being full-time, not having this sort of experience in school. It's a very different ball game. Everyone that works here is very helpful and has a whole bunch of other experiences that I will not be able to have myself. So it's very interesting getting to learn from everybody else around me with different education levels, different departments. And so I very much enjoyed that in combination with the difference that we make as a company and as a whole. Wonderful. Well, thank you, Kaylin, for talking with me today. This has been Joy Wagner with Faces of Manufacturing on Michigan Business Network. Want the best rates for a home equity line of credit? 
ask for LaughQ. Stop in today or go to LaughQ.com slash home equity. LaughQ, your credit union for life. Hi, this is Cindy Kangas on Michigan Business Network. You're listening to Faces of Manufacturing, and I have Kristen Shannon with me. She is a radio chemist at Niowave. Kristen, how are you? I am great. How are you, Cindy? I am great. I am so excited to learn more about radio chemists and Niowave in general. Let's start with Niowave, because a lot of people, even if they live in Lansing, may have heard of it or have driven by it, but they may not even know what it is. Can you give us a little synopsis? Yeah, so actually, I went to graduate school at Michigan State and didn't know what Niowave was until I met a few of my now co-workers at a career fair event that was put on by the graduate school. So Niowave is a company that actually started out of Michigan State. Our founder and CEO, Terry Grimm, worked at the Cyclotron facility and was a very large part of making sure that EFRIB came to East Lansing, too. He was part of that planning and the start of that project. So the company started in 2006. And the initial idea was to commercialize superconducting electron linear accelerators, which is the same technology that's now being used at EFRIB. So these are high-powered superconducting beams that can be used to create medical isotopes. They can be used for other sterilization of medical equipment or food products. And eventually, Niowave saw the opportunity to get into the medical isotope world and begin producing medical isotopes with these accelerators as we started to develop and expand our technology. So the reason that that's important is because we can take a small isotope and target it to a specific cancer and make it so that it goes to a specific place in the body and make sure that other healthy tissue is not impacted by that. It's a very highly specialized technology that's a little bit different than typical radiation therapy in cancer today. That's a little bit more of a global treatment rather than special and targeted treatment. So Niowave kind of turned a few years ago to really invest in advancing these therapies to hopefully treat and cure cancers. And what do you do, Kristen, as a radiochemist? So a lot of what I do, I, like Kaylin, wear many hats around here. My initial purpose here and my main job here is designing the ways that we isolate and purify these isotopes so that they can go on to the next step of the manufacturing process so that they can be turned into that final cancer therapy to treat the cancer. I'm hearing a lot about your culture, and I'm wondering, more than being skilled or having the right degrees, what else does Niowave look for in a potential candidate? Tell us about your workforce. So I would say that the big thing here is team. We really look for team fit, personality. The ideal team player is a big part of our culture, humble, hungry, and smart. So that that really, I think, is the main part of the work culture here for all of us. Right. Studies show that a lot of young girls lose interest in STEM and science around middle school. And I'm wondering what you think about what could be ways that we could encourage young ladies. And has Niowave reached out and done some outreach in the community? Yeah, so one of the events that we do each year is Manufacturing Day. We have quite a few students from the local high schools come in and tour and see the facilities, learn about manufacturing from the many perspectives that we have here, from the machine shop to the accelerator to the chemical labs. We also do some different events. We have had a few different engineers go out into the schools to do different demonstrations. I have personally done a few career fairs. So yeah, community outreach is a really big part of what 
what we do and making sure that we are engaging all students, especially young women, to encourage them to have a career in science, because it can definitely be very difficult from a culture standpoint and in a society standpoint to make sure that we're making sure we're doing that encouragement. Yeah. One of my favorite new sayings, Kristen, is you can't be what you can't see. Mm-hmm. And so I'm wondering who you saw or who some of your role models might have been growing up. Oh, wow. I think when I got to college was when I really saw women in science. Up until that point, I didn't see too many women in science. I would say my mom, as a career woman, working to support our family while my dad was in school, was a huge influence on me, knowing that you can, seeing her work for her family and still have that family life, that was really huge for me. But in college, there was quite a few female science professors that really had a huge impact on me. Kristen, it's been great to chat with you. This has been Cindy Kangas on Faces of Manufacturing on the Michigan Business Network. The Michigan Works Association believes the key to advancing prosperity across the state is accomplished through building a skilled workforce. As the state's primary workforce development association, their focus is to continue to move the needle on policy, education, and collaboration. They're creating an opportunity and building stronger communities by advocating and innovating together. This is Joy Wagner with Faces of Manufacturing on Michigan Business Network. I'm here with Paige Suttles that works at NioWave as a production chemist. Welcome, Paige. Hi, thanks for having me, Joy. Thanks for being here. So let's start off with learning a little bit about what a production chemist does at NioWave. So I was actually the first production chemist to ever get hired at NioWave. So we are still kind of producing the role at the moment, but my main job here at NioWave is to help produce medical radioisotopes that are used to treat cancer. So I help with quality documents all the way down to producing and purifying the different radioisotopes that we ship out. Wonderful. So how did you end up at NioWave? Give us a little bit of history on your background. Yeah, so I graduated from Michigan State University. I got a bachelor's in psychology and then found out I loved chemistry. So instead of going to graduate school for psychology, I got a bachelor's in chemistry. Did a lot of biochemistry work at Michigan State and then helped produce different test kits for a different company out in Lansing that tested food products for different bacteria and stuff like that. But I found NioWave and they had such a great mission statement to help people and try and cure cancer. And I thought it was a wonderful place to apply to and I ended up here. Wonderful. So what role models did you have growing up and in the STEM space that may have brought you to this career? Definitely my mother. She started off working at a production facility on the line. So actually on the line producing things and made her way all the way up to a quality engineer and became an assistant general manager for a company called Magna. So I was able to watch her work from the ground up And she's such a hardworking woman and a great role model that I've always wanted to be just like her. Wonderful. That's great. I was going to ask a little bit more about the mission from NioWave. You had mentioned that, their mission and vision and the culture. What do you think or how do you feel about what NioWave stands for? 
It's fantastic. I've never worked for a company that tries to do such good in the world. So they've started from the ground making linear accelerators and just recently started producing medical radioisotopes that the group I specifically work with, we produce Ctrium 90. We've shipped out 310 doses <laughs> to cure liver cancer. Oh, so yes. we keep track of it and we know it's such a noble cause that we take pride in every shipment we send out. What are some ways that NioWave helps the engagement of their employees there to build a community and teamwork? We do a lot of personality indexes where we get to really understand our teammates and what makes them tick. So we have a clear understanding of what their needs are and how to fulfill them. But we also do a lot of activities outside of work, such as going to baseball games or doing a cornhole competition or darts competition. So we also build up that competitive nature between that's all what, of the employees. <laughs> yeah, that's a great way to stay connected, especially through COVID. How did COVID go for you guys and coming out of that? I recently started working here about six to seven months ago, so I wasn't oh, okay. able to fully engage what COVID was like here. But if people are sick in the office, they do such a great job of allowing us to work from home. So they do oh, not promote. Awesome. Yeah. So we're able to work from home if that happens. That's great. That's awesome. So what inspires you in your career? Definitely helping people. Before I came into my chemistry role, my main goal was to help the mentally ill. And after finding how much I loved chemistry, it's fantastic to be able to help people who have cancer and enhance their overall life expectancy and life quality. Wow, that's wonderful. One more question. What surprised you the most when you started working at NioWave? How absolutely amazing everybody is here. They're so intelligent. They are so nice. As soon as you walk in here, everybody has a smile on their face. They're greeting you. They're asking about your day. And they're always offering to help you on any project you're working on. It's a fantastic place to work. Sounds wonderful. Well, thank you for joining me, Paige. I appreciate your time today. Thank you, Joy. This has been Joy Wagner with Faces of Manufacturing on Michigan Business Network. Stay tuned. Looking for office furniture on a budget? Stop by the office outlet at 516 North Larch in downtown Lansing and save. Open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5. The office outlet has a huge selection of new and used office furniture from brand name manufacturers, all at discounted prices. Save 50 to 90% on used seating, desks, files, and more. The office outlet is your destination for office furniture on a budget. Visit us online at officeoutletyes.com. This is Cindy Kangas, Faces of Manufacturing on Michigan Business Network, and I'm here with the team from NioWave. And we're going to talk to Michaela Matchison, who is a chemical engineer. Hello, Michaela. Hi, Cindy. How, How are, are you? you? <laughs> Good. <laughs> Let's talk about engineering first. I just want to throw this out there because engineering is known as a particularly intense major. And I'm wondering what the most challenging part of your college experience was, and did you ever have any uncertainty that this was the path for you? I wouldn't say I ever had any uncertainty, but definitely challenges. 
luckily I'm a bit of a busybody. So in college, I was like, you know, wanted to be doing something all the time. So having lots of like homework to add on to all the other activities I was doing was something that I kind of enjoyed. You know, I liked feeling like I had like classwork to fill all my time. And I really liked, I guess, like a challenge. So like, you know, spending like hours on a problem and then you finish it, like it feels so rewarding. Like, oh my gosh, I put in all this effort. So I always feel like it was challenging, but it was something that I enjoyed, like solving those challenges. So we're going to go about this backwards because I think many people imagine engineers sitting in their offices and making calculations all day. And I'm wondering if you can tell us the biggest misconceptions people have about your job. And then if you could tell us what a chemical engineer really does do. Yeah, I feel like the like one thing I've learned, and honestly, this is one of the reasons that I was also drawn to chemical engineering was like the number of things you can do is so broad, right? I have friends who manage production lines at like big plants. I spend a lot of time in like in the lab doing chemistry, which is something that like my friends are like, whoa, that is not something I thought a chemical engineer could do. You know, there are people who are building oil and gas pipelines. So it's a really broad range of things you can do. The one thing that I was looking for when I was like trying to decide where I wanted to work was just I wanted to be able to spend time away from my desk. So I didn't want to be the engineer just, you know, sitting at my cubicle doing calculations for eight hours a day and then going home. So here I get a really good balance of, you know, like put in the work, do the calculations, do the planning, but then also be a part of the experiment, you know, see what happens real time in the lab. Yeah. We talked about NIAWAVE being founded in 2005 and it's grown and you're hiring, like your website, you've got so many jobs listed. And I'm wondering if you can talk about your time and maybe what you've heard about the future, what the future holds for NIAWAVE. Yeah, at least in the year I've been here, I've seen so much growth in terms of like Y90 going into production. We're working on moving other products into production. And yeah, hiring is a big thing. I feel like interviews have been on everyone's calendar. Like we want to bring people in. There's a lot of growth coming up. So just trying to find those right team players to join in and help us really just propel into the future. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like our listeners are kind of broad. And so for those of us that maybe haven't been exposed to chemical engineering or engineering at all, or even what NIOWAVE does, I'm wondering if you could talk about protective gear and precautions that you have at work, because people are going to ask me, well, isotopes, that sounds dangerous. Tell us about how you all stay safe there. Yeah, so because we work with radioactive material, we do have like, I guess, a few more layers of safety in place just to make sure that we're aware of all the hazards we're working with. So we do get, you know, fully gowned up in Tyvex, which are like these white all body suits. We wear, you know, safety glasses, shoe covers, gloves. So you're pretty covered when you're in the lab. And we have like teams of people who work on like radiation safety. So, you know, we make sure that we're always in the know about what we're doing, the hazards that are present and making sure that everyone like feels comfortable with what we're doing. We're all aware of what's going on. So let's pretend that someone's considering a change in their career. I know that a lot of you have been hired for Michigan State and that NIAWAVE has, you know, a connection with Michigan State. But I'm wondering if someone was moving in from outside of Michigan, how would you advise them on being ready to make that move in their career and how have you built your personal and professional networks in the area? Yeah, I moved here from Indiana. So I just found NIAWAVE like online. Yeah. I grew up in Michigan and I wanted to come back. So, you know, I was just looking for like chemistry opportunities in Michigan. And that was kind of how I found my way here. And then have you found kind of a family with the people you work with? 
Oh yeah. I mean, I definitely would say we have like, you know, we're more than just coworkers. I feel like I found like friends here and just gotten to kind of be like interwoven into a community, which is a really cool experience. Yeah. Listen to Michaela, everyone. Come back to Michigan. <laughs> if you want to live and work here, thank you so much for chatting with us today, Michaela. This has been Cindy Kangas on Faces of Manufacturing on the Michigan Business Network. Physicians Health Plan is local. For 35 years, we've been a part of your community, and we take pride in helping you get the coverage, care, and personal service you deserve. Go to phpmichigan.com for more information. We're the health plan that works for you. This is Joy Wagner on Faces of Manufacturing on Michigan Business Network. I'm here with Christine Chrismanet from Niaway. Welcome, Christine. Thanks, Joy. How are you today? I'm good. I'm doing great. Thank you. Excited to be talking to you. How are you? I am doing just great. Fabulous. So I would love to learn a little bit more about your career. I understand you've been at Niowave, is it 13 years? Just about 13 years in January. What? Wonderful. So why don't you give us a little bit of history about your career at Niowave? Sure. Yeah. So like I said, I started almost 13 years ago. So I started right out of college. I have a degree in chemical engineering from the University of Michigan. Go blue. I hear some go greens in the background over here. (laughs) And one of the things that I really liked about chemical engineering is that it combined both the science, particularly chemistry and the math. And that was something that I wanted to get a little bit of both of those in what would be my career. And when I started at Niowave, this was way back, I believe, Kristen, previously in one of the earlier segments, talked how Niowave was commercializing the use of linear accelerators, superconducting linear accelerators. When I started, Niowave was more on the manufacturing side, and we were building accelerators and their components and processing them. And when I started, I was focusing a lot more on the engineering side of my degree, doing some project management and managing the construction, processing, and assembly of those accelerator units. So I did that for about eight years. And then after that was when we started to develop the technology to use those linear accelerators for producing different isotopes that could be used to treat and cure cancer. So at that point, after eight years of focusing on the engineering side of my degree, I moved over into our chemistry department so that I could focus a little bit more on the chemistry side of my degree and doing a lot more work in the laboratories, working with the different isotopes, doing purifications, isolations, and basically taking that crude product and turning it into something that is deliverable, sellable, and useful. And so I've been in this group for almost five years now. Oh, wonderful. Thank you for that. What challenges did you face being a female in science and in this industry? There's a lot of things that Possibly looking back, I could view as challenges, but in the time I like to, you know, not really think of them as that and just keep going. One thing that I have definitely faced, you know, every person that you meet is going to have different experiences and different personalities. And so you always are going to meet a person that is going to look down upon you, either because of your gender, because of your age, because of your degree. So I only have a bachelor's degree. So there are some people that are like, oh, you're a chemist with only a bachelor's? Gross. You need a PhD to be worthwhile, which is not true. 
For anyone who thinks that out there, it's not true. And then when I first started, there were also some older people in the industry that because, you know, I was new, I was young. It's like, oh, you don't really know anything. And then similar for engineering used to be a very male dominated industry. Over the past few years, there have been a lot more females that are involved. So depending on what area you're in, some are still male dominated. Some are actually becoming more female dominated now. But I mean, really, regardless of who you are, there will be some adversity just based on the different people that you're working with. And my view is all you have to do is rise above that and be true to yourself. Yes, absolutely. So what advice would you give someone coming into the engineering field, you know, specifically young women coming in? What advice would you give them kind of moving forward? I would say if there's something that you want, go for it. So one of the things that the reason that I chose chemical engineering, I mentioned earlier, I wanted to combine science and math, but I really enjoyed my chemistry class when I was in high school. And so, you know, as a junior in high school, I said, oh, I want to cure cancer. That's what I'm going to do. And now, however many years later, I'm working at a company that is developing and producing isotopes to treat and cure cancer. So, yeah. So, you know, if there's something you have your mindset on, just go for it. You might face some obstacles in the way, but in the end, it's going to be worth it. Awesome. That's wonderful advice. Well, thank you so much, Christine, for talking with me today. This has been Joy Wagner with Faces of Manufacturing on Michigan Business Network.